Hi, my name's Ian Beaton. You're about to listen to everyday people from differing backgrounds, but with one thing in common, a story. A story of adversity, a story of inspiration, a story of laughter, sometimes a story of sadness, or simply a story to make you think. I believe everyone has a story. I also believe that story should be shared. Welcome to So Watch Your Story. Here we are, February 14th, 2024. Now, for those of you who have been living under a rock today, it's actually Valentine's Day. Oh my God. And I've got in the studio with me, Alison Blackler. Welcome, Alison. Thank you so much for having me on your show. <laughs> and Alison is donning, for those who, who are not uh, watching the video content side of this, Alison is donning a beautiful sweatshirt that says, follow your heart. And that's merchandise. Oh, a little plug for you here, Alison, unashamed. That's that's merchandise that you can get from um, Alison's um, uh, website. And, and it's all about self-love and everything else. So without further ado, let me introduce Alison. Well, it's an interesting bio, this, because Alison is formally trained as a counsellor and worked for the NHS in England for 24 years. Um, but it was when she really sort of was on a journey to, in, in that time of, of self-discovery. I'd almost say that it was a light bulb moment um, that Alison quit her very, very safe job and then 14 years ago set up her own business. She also left a destructive relationship and started to discover not only what her purpose and passion was, but to a degree more about herself as well on this almost semi-cathartic journey. Alison is a mindset coach, author, keynote speaker, media spokesperson, host of her own mental health and well-being podcast, and author. And Alison works with individuals and leadership teams to enable them to, let's say, let's try and summarize this, unlock their minds, transform and find the missing answers, discover their true self and happiness, and improve not only their relationships, but their relationships with others as well. Her business is called Two Minds, and you can find her on twominds.co.uk. But Alison also has been featured in The Guardian, the Independent, iNews, Natural Health, and a whole host of other newspapers, TV, and media. In 2023, Alison's business won an award for Outstanding Development in Business Growth. Woo! I said it was an impressive bio, Alison. What did you think to that? Oh, sounds fantastic. I'd like to meet this person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm fortunate enough to be meeting this person. So, Alison, let's kick off by, you know, giving each other a little bit of self-love. Happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's to you too. And happy self-love day and, too. And happy self-love day, yes. Because, you know, look, Valentine's is what it is. And I know we're going to talk about this later on. But a lot of people right now are feeling a little bit down on themselves, that, you know, that even if they're in a relationship, even if they're, even if they're not uh, single, um, you know, and I'm in that category of single, you know, to me, waking up today was really about rejoicing what I have in my life and being grateful for what I have, despite not having that missing piece of a solid relationship just yet. Um, would you agree, Alison, that it's it's important to... Uh, reflect, and, and this isn't part of your story. It's just about. It's just very topical that we're on. We're, we're on Valentine's today. You know, uh, let me ask you something. You know, what would you say to those single men and women out there today on Valentine's Day? What's important to really be rejoicing? I mean, it sounds like it's the most simplest thing, isn't it? That tapping into yourself and self love and appreciating self and being able to put yourself in a favourable position, whether that's in your own mind or in your own life. And yet people don't do it. <laughs> so, 
you know, people often, we, we hear a lot of people, particularly nowadays, talk about, you know, you need to be your true self. You need to be your, your authentic self. You need to find yourself. All these things that we are all being encouraged to do. But I like to talk about the reality of that because it's not easy just to do that. It's not just a flip switch. So I think for people listening in, if they are single or ultimately in a relationship that maybe isn't working for them, and actually even for people whose relationships are working, if you are unhappy with yourself Mm -hmm. in any way at all, and let's Mm -hmm. face it, we will be, because we are very critical of ourselves. We're often not our best friends. So that's a norm. But if you are, what I often say, and you'll often hear me say, what's the one small thing that you could do today? And not just today, Valentine's today, today, every day. What is the one small thing that you can do for yourself? Because I think what happens is we get overwhelmed with all of the things that we should be doing and all of the things that we ought to be doing. Mm. And that usually means we don't do anything. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, like that, it's like that cliched saying, don't try and eat the elephant all in one go, you know, because you're never going to do it. You probably won't even start because you look at it and go, oh my God, it's just too monstrous. And, and that's obviously a metaphor. I don't advise people to go out there and start trying to eat elephants, <laughs> you know. Uh, but um, yeah, um, yeah, you're right, isn't it? It's, it's small steps, right? Small steps, but consistent. Consistent. And I think just being, you know, checking all the time, is it working? Is this, is the small step that you've taken, is that actually working? Is it helping? You know, for me, I'm often asking people to just pause and ask themselves, what am I doing enough of? What am I doing too much of? What am I doing, you know, what am I not, what do I need to stop doing altogether? You know, so sometimes these small things that we keep doing, need to be reviewed yeah and i think that's when so that so for me it's like making sure we don't tap into that enormity of all the things that we should be doing homing in on the one thing but also not getting disheartened if the one thing doesn't feel enough because all these things stop us and that's the where i think people get really stuck you know and i've got my own experience of doing that myself Mm. where you're either in a relationship that actually isn't working for you because you're either not showing up as you need to or they're not the right person for you or you're just in your own little space. And, you know, I, I know lots of people who are choosing to be single. You know, they're actively choosing to be single. They, they're choosing to have that self kind of self-love, self, self-appreciation. And yeah. actually they've, re- they've worked out that they don't need a relationship to enhance them because technically that is true. To be happy... We shouldn't need a relationship to make us happy. And if you try and go into a relationship unhappy with yourself and you hope that a relationship is going to make you happy, that's a massive trap. Yeah. massive and I see people moving around relationships looking for for happiness mm. and they you won't find it with with if if you are happy with yourself and you, and you meet somebody who enhances that happiness yes that's the secret yeah. recipe I love that I love that so that so that's that's a good kickoff to to a very uh you know pertinent day on the calendar Valentine's Day today but you're not here to just talk about Valentine's Day. In your bio there, we un- we unraveled a lot. Um, so, you know, the-, the title of this podcast, as we all know, is So What's Your Story? I'm going to just ask you that simple question, Alison. What is your story? Because, you know, I know you and I spoke off air and, and it's a fascinating journey, this this thing we call life, which we've- we're all blessed to have, you know. Um, and kick us off wherever you want to kick us off, Alison. I- I- I'm quite curious about growing up? Let's start with that. So for me, growing up, it was great and difficult all at the same time. I was quite lucky in, in sort of some some parts of my upbringing and I feel quite unlucky in other parts. The parts that I feel I was unlucky in was that emotionally I don't feel that I had any body to talk to. I, I was often told, don't cry, um, be, a, be a big girl. Uh, nobody often came and helped me understand why I was feeling like I was feeling or what I was 
doing and thinking. So I have, um, I'm the eldest of three. My my uh, mum had twin boys when I was two. Okay. So I went from being the only child to a, a big sister to two little brothers who I adored overnight. And I literally was told, okay, you've got to be the big girl now. And I was two. So I've looked back over my life and can see some brilliant habits and patterns that I've created from there because I, you know, I'm often quite, I'll help people. I'll, you know, I'm the first one to jump in and put your hand up, say, I I can help you with that. All right. I can be there for that. I've always been a a strong supporter of people's emotional space. I can look back again at school and I was often the one that people used to come and talk to and But what I realised as I looked back was that that was brilliant, but I didn't have anybody to make, to help me work things through. I was just going to draw in on that a little bit because obviously what you're describing there is very much an empath, right? And and, and an empath, um, you know, without without being uh, derogatory or or, or demeaning to any listener's knowledge, just to explain... um, Alison, give us what an empath is. So an empath is somebody who is is driven by um, emotional responses to things. So you are very tuned in to how you feel about things Mm. and also how others feel. So for me, I would make a decision on how I feel. So my ability to be able to tap into my emotional your, your instinct, your heart, you are, you are for your making decisions for yourself there. Mm. But for others, it's a, it's a, it's a brilliant skill. It's like a superpower, but you've got to learn how to use it because you will feel everybody else's emotions. Yeah. You will walk into a room and you'll feel mm. it. And there are a lot of people out there who do find managing that quite difficult and Mm. I probably didn't understand it when Mm. I was younger Mm. so I was fairly emotional Mm. but I was had nowhere to go with it I didn't have anybody to help me navigate that yeah and thanks for giving us that clarity because you're right I also am an empath um so so I have to be careful um with the energy that I allow to, to release from me because sometimes I feel so exhausted that it's like the analogy of, of the battery. You know, imagine a ph- imagine a phone. You, you, you know, the phone's only got so much capacity. Once it once it completely goes out of battery power, and we've all been there, right? We've we've been out in out somewhere and oh my god, oh my god, my phone's running out of battery. Uh, lots of other examples, but I'm just using a phone as an example. You know what an empath needs to do is to manage that process well because then we need to plug it we need to plug ourselves in effectively um and, and recharge otherwise we give 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 and there's nothing left of us and we can potentially burn out um and and that, that's a really interesting share you've got there i'd also like to add that in the world of um executive leadership which i know is something which you you know you're very very familiar with and, and help clients in this area um there has been a huge shift over time where traditionally uh, uh, recruitment of, of, of senior leadership was looking at mostly academic qualifications. Now there's this, there's this and has been for some time, uh, looking at your EQ, your emotional intelligence. Because to be a, an effective leader, you need to be able to look at your team and know what's making them tick and not making them tip, tick. And no academia particularly, is going to tell you that. Their, their bachelor's degree or, or, or whatever else it might be, yes, they're bright individuals academically, but but as a leader, it's important to have that balance of, of um, uh, you know, the, the, the emotional intelligence as well. Something that which came on my radar recently was SQ. I don't know whether this is an actual thing or whether it's been made up, but that's spiritual intelligence. I, I don't know. I don't know. But thank you. thanks for sharing that. So, yeah. So growing up was an interesting time for you because you're this empath. You've got you, you know, you're finding that you're 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 give 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 give, and then what what, what was happening to Alison? Because you you had no you you said there you had no outlet. You felt we felt like you had no outlet. I felt like I had. I didn't feel like I could talk to my parents. They were much more practical. They were quite actually quite um, very strict. Actually, not quite very strict, which is again not a bad thing, but. It, 
I didn't really feel like I could get anything wrong. So what I realised I was doing was collecting, like we all do, beliefs and ideas about myself based on what we're experiencing and what we're hearing and what we're being told. I um, academically wasn't the brightest. I was probably very middle of the road. But again, I feel like I was in this place where I often heard the focus was on the things that I hadn't done well on. And, and no one seemed to be noticing the things that I was doing well on, which mm. is a style maybe back then, you know, I'm quite old. So back then, that was probably the style of, of parenting and schooling. I found it was quite hard. So all the time I felt more and more kind of who I was I. Nobody seemed to notice things I was good at. There was always the focus on the maths and all the things that were not my thing. And I did feel like inside this quite difficult person, really. I didn't really know who I was at all. And on the outside, I looked like I was this very chatty <laughs> empath, I suppose, you know, again. So so what what was going on in the inside was quite challenging. And then I could start to see things differently. And this is, you know, in my 20s, there was no internet. So I used to go to libraries and try and find books. And I became really curious about, is this it? Is this what my life is going to be like? Just let me, just let me inter, inter, interject there. Mm. Can you believe that, uh, younger listeners? Because I, I do have a broad range of, of age, age ranges that listen to this show. No internet. Not just no phone. No <laughs> internet at all. There was those days. There really was. Yes. Trust me. And they were brilliant in lots of ways. They were brilliant. The world is, is of course, brilliant now, but it was brilliant then as well without exactly. internet. <laughs> and we, we couldn't Google. We couldn't look on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and we couldn't Snapchat. We couldn't WhatsApp each other. Couldn't text. Couldn't even, couldn't even ring each other from a device. We had a phone at home. Um, but what, what, Al, what Alice is saying here is she used to go down the library. She used to go down the library and re read books. How, how beautiful, old am I? How beautiful is that? You're not that old. Stop saying that. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> so you, anyway. so you, you were absorbing. You were like a fountain wanting to bring in this knowledge. But do you know something I'm picking up on there, um, Alison, when you said that you felt that there was no recognition of the the, the the achievements was that eating away at your confidence and what you would now recognize as self-esteem massively massively I had so many doubts if I look at myself as a teenager I had again on the outside it looked like I was the chatty one on the inside I just didn't really know what I was doing looking for love looking for connection looking for answers mm. um and, and what I, again, you look, I look back and I think, wow, you know, I'd, I was really struggling, but I, I, but I also knew that there must be something else. Right. So fast track now to, you know, sort of late twenties, you know, probably mid twenties. And I decided to sign up to a counseling course and wow. I was doing it for myself to learn and understand myself better. And to, to, I just sensed that I didn't need to carry some of this stuff that was, uh, that was in me, that I was creating these beliefs and these behaviours that were similar to the way I'd been brought up. So I just was like, I don't want this. So I set off. And it was at that point that it was a ha-ha moment for me because I realised that that is what I love, is people. And I'd been encouraged again from a career point of view. I'd been told or I'd been suggested that you know, I'm not clever enough for A-levels, I'm not clever enough to go to university and I should do this role um, in in a sort of administrative role, which, you know, again, it's what I did for a while, but was so, so wrong for me. Mm. It's just so wrong. Mm. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that then. Mm. And there's no judgment as well. Everything I'm saying, um, there's no judgment on anybody who had a part in my life. I, I've, I don't do that. I'm just, it's, a, it's my truth. So I set off and this is where I suddenly realised, oh, wow, not only can I understand myself better, this is what I absolutely love is people. Yeah, I'm fascinated by people. I'm fascinated by the differences between us all. Mm. 
I love the fact that we're all different. I know that that causes a lot of challenge for a lot of people, but that (laughs) to me is almost like the the nectar really is the fact that we are all different. And isn't that just brilliant? And people are like, no, because I want people to think like me. Well, they won't. (laughs) It it sounds to me that that at this moment, you're now, uh, you know, and so so many of my, my, my guests along the line have spoke about this, finding your passion, finding your purpose. And and I don't want I don't want to you know look, it's okay to have what you have in your life and everything else. And some people never really find it, but if you do, it's so magical, isn't it, Alison? Oh my goodness me, it, it it is, and it's I've made it everything now. It's it's my business. It's it's the everything that I do. It's everything that I stand for. This this sweatshirt that I've got on is all about everything that I've learned. The award that I won last year is for everything that I do and everybody that I come into contact with, including everybody who's listening to this. Mm. Everything I do, I'm doing it because I believe that, Mm. you know, we are all on this journey of life. There is no end. I'm still learning about myself every single day. But for me, if I can help somebody fast track, Mm. it took me... 20 years to, to learn what I've learned about myself. So my own journey hasn't been short. My own self-development journey has definitely not been short. It's been very painful at times. I've had to sit with some very uncomfortable things. But for me, if I can help and support somebody else to to go maybe a bit quicker, maybe cut out 10 years maybe, even though we do have to do our own journey, I, I totally get that. But, you know, for me, being able to help somebody and just to hear some truth you know i think there's a lot of noise out there now with the internet the way it is mm. there's a lot of misconceptions about how oh, you get it, self it, it, there's tons you know you know i mean i've had it in, in examples in my life where people have said to me oh look this this is this is how a perfect relationship looks and i'm like how so well i've just watched a 30 second reel on 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 uh, on insta and this person says and it's like yeah but hang on a second that's a much bigger subject matter you know you, you've watched half a dozen 30 second reels really the, the, you know i'm sure that clip that's been taken just like we'll take sound bites from this from this podcast right sure the whole context is very very different and thank you for <laughs> what you're doing there alison alison's just wrecking her home studio <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but but when you talk about you know your twenty year journey, this is a really important point now, because not just in what you do in professional sportsmen, in uh, executive leadership, in, ex- in in parenting, even you know what what do we do in relationships? Of course, you know what do we do? Well, if we want to be really good at something, professional sportsmen have a coach. They all do. All to, all top ex, top performing sports people have a coach. Why then is it so many people think, oh, well, I'll just figure this out myself. Well, you can, like you say, you can figure it out yourself. Life, you can. But if you've got somebody like Alison Blackler, who spent 20 years studying this at a very granular level and also making mistakes along the way, I'm sure, as the dis- as, as the discoveries, why doesn't it make sense to say, well, I could talk to Alison and get 20 years worth of knowledge in a very short period of time. In other words, you're fast tracking. You're not, you're not, you're not, you know, if, you, if you're 20 now, you're not going to have to wait till you're 40. You could go to Alison and, and get all, get all, not all the answers, but I'm sure, Alison, I'm sure, sure there's some things that, you know, but pretty much tick those boxes because you've got an expert working with you. Makes sense, Alison. And I know you're going to say yes, because that's what your business is all about. But, you know, help, help us to understand that a little bit better. I think one of the things that I feel that helps most people, and, and this is absolutely what helped me, was getting a mixture of information. One, some of the way that the mind is wired, some of the way that we are wired as humans. So getting an understanding of the the bits that are the same for all of us, even though we are all unique. So for me, when we understand this piece of you know, I always talk about this powerful piece of kit up here. You know, it it, it is. And Alison's now pointing to her <laughs> brain, not the ceiling of her room. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
So this powerful piece of kit that we've got in our heads, that is us, that is our bodies, that is our everything. If we've got an understanding of that, then the next layer or the next piece is we're all unique. And we can often make a lot of sense of why we are the way we are based on our past, the way that we've been brought up. We don't need to dig around, you know, I don't do a lot of therapy anymore. We don't need to spend time often exploring. I mean, don't get me wrong, you might do for some things, but for a lot of things now, I'm a, I'm quite a big fan of going, okay, well, whatever's happened, let's work out how that is affecting you moving forward. Not mm. really del- digging around, but having a respect for that. It's like, oh, that's why I do that. If people can see why they do things, for me, it takes the pressure off. Yeah. So then you can start to think, well, okay, what, which bits of that would I like to change? And then for me, it's how do you change it? And the how can be so many different things because we're all different. Some mm-hmm. people need different mm-hmm. things. And that's where, you know, again, an unashamable plug, Ian, is uh, my, my first book particularly, I literally wrote everything that I'd experienced myself. It's not a story of me. It's a self-help book because I genuinely do believe that we can help ourselves. Mm. You're right. Sometimes we do need to talk to somebody to get it all out of our heads and to have somebody catch what they say. And then when it's repeated back, it's like, oh, yeah, I am saying that thing, aren't I? You know, self-doubt is in people's conversations all the time. But I believe if we have that understanding, and for me, it's about pausing as well, just being like, okay, well, I might get curious about why I have that feeling or why that behavior is happening. What am I doing? Mm -hmm. Because we are all walking around in autopilot so much of the time. Yeah. What's your book called? What's that book called, Alison? So it's called A Path Travelled. Mm-hmm. how to make sense of your life. Mm-hmm. And then we've also got a path travelled, how to make sense of relationships. And that's nice. the highs and lows of relationships. Mm-hmm. And But the thread through mm-hmm. the relationship book, of course, is no guesses, how to have a better relationship with yourself. Yeah. So really yeah. the secret to mm-hmm. a healthy relationship is... Mm-hmm having a good relationship with yourself. Yeah, and, and you know, you, I, I want to pick up on something that you said there because it's really, it's really sort of, you know, um, powerful. Alison, I'm hearing a little bit of music in the background. I don't know whether that's... It's, um, there's some chimes outside. <laughs> That's beautiful. I like it. I just wasn't. I just. I just. I just was there. The listeners are probably like, "What's that noise in the background?" So we, we've we've established it's it's, established Al- it's, it's, it's Alison's chimes. My chimes in my garden, which, which, is, which is lovely. I love it. And why not? Um, so um, yeah. So I just wanted to to just pick up on something you said there because I think it's really um, uh, important, and that is this self work because a lot of people have. Uh, things happen in their lives, it might be that they get into trouble a lot. It might be that they take drugs. It might be that they're dependent on alcohol. It might be that they keep getting into uh, wrong relationships. It's really powerful to take a step back and instead of pointing this finger out, which Somebody once said to me many, many years ago, uh, a a brilliant guy that I worked with, he said, Ian, you know when you're pointing the finger at somebody and accusing them, just be very, very careful because there's three pointing back at you. You know, now now that's that's, that's more of a sales thing than anything else. But what I'm alluding to here, uh, Alison, is that I see people, behaviours roll from one situation into another how powerful would it be to actually say, do you know what? I think I need a bit of work here because I'm I'm part of this, this piece of the jigsaw. It's not just everybody else. I'm an integral part of it. So if my behavior doesn't change, and again, this can be relationships, it can be, it can be anywhere, um, I'm just going to carry it on. So then, and of course, we've all met them where we've got friends and, and you know, female and male. Oh, why are you going out with that type of person again? That was exactly this, the carbon footprint of the last one, and that went horribly wrong. Do, 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 can you help me with this a little bit? Because I've, I'm, I'm, I'm really, it's, it's. I hear exactly what you're saying, 
But it's it's a common thing, isn't it, that people don't self-reflect and then wonder why, oh, you know, well, it must be them, you know, because it's, yeah. it's, ha- it's happened again. Yeah. So for me, the minute you hear yourself say, why does this keep happening to me? The minute you get that sense. So it could be in any situation. It could be just in a work situation and something happens again and again with a, with a, a colleague or a, a boss or somebody. It could be in a relationship, could just be in a friendship group. As soon as you get a sense that something is repeating that isn't healthy, obviously, if it's a nice thing, then we we continue. But if it's something that's not working and we all have them where we question, why does this keep happening to me? If that is happening for anyone listening in today, there is an opportunity for you to look at yourself and wonder what you are bringing in and what you are attracting. Now, that said, there are some situations that people find themselves in and they are just pure, destructive, horrible situations and they are not healthy. So, you know, we, we need to acknowledge that there are some relationships, for example, which which are just not not nice and there's not much you can do differently yourself other than hopefully get out. I think something I just also want to highlight that you've mentioned, Ian, is that you write some behaviours that people find themselves doing. You mentioned drugs and alcohol. There's lots of other behaviours that people do and they are like a stick in plaster. I'm not disrespecting them, but they are um, they're a solution to something that isn't working for them lower. A solution, a solution or a mask? A mask could be a different way, yeah, but it is a solution because it fixes the problem in the short term. I mean, I mm. uh, had experience, I worked in drugs and alcohol field for five years, um, working with heroin, crack cocaine users, and, you know, it, it works. It kind of works in a strange kind of way because it does relieve the pressure of the emotional Mm. discomfort mm. but it's not a long term it's not a positive it's a it's an unhealthy pressure yeah yeah because solution. Because, because what what again you know it's good to stick on this for a short amount of time if we can you know what where, where that's happening is what i've seen is people who who are, are, are you know abusers or dependent um is that the problem is there so they are they are using the substance to as you say sticky plaster it it goes away, whether they black out, whether they take copious amounts of cocaine or whatever their preferred drug might be. But the rea- but the this is where the addiction cycle starts because um, when they come out of that state, that escape that escaped state, it could even just be alcohol. It could be like when you wake up with a hangover, and 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 you know, and you're like, oh god, what did I say? What, what did I do? You know, so if people are dependent on those substances, they'll go and use again because the overwhelm of the problem has now become bigger. It hasn't gone away because guess what? You've not dealt with it, uh, and and then that's how that that's right. Yeah, that's how that's how the that's how the addiction process starts. Yeah, yeah. so it's you how it starts. It obviously, once you if you've got chemicals in your body, then you've got a physical. To dependency on it, which changes things quite significantly. But again, it's just helping people remember that while that might work, so I, you know, I'm not, I, I, you know, I used to work in this field, and I never ever used to say you've got to stop. It has to be the right decision for somebody to mm. decide that they are going to stop a behaviour that they feel is not helpful. Mm. But in, if you don't get to the bottom of why you feel unhappy with yourself because basically that's what will have started it in the first place mm. then you then it will feel overwhelming and that's the feeling that we often all of us whether you don't pick up uh, a, a addiction or not we don't like these feelings of loneliness of deep sadness yeah of uh, we just don't like it we're hu- humans are very sociable animals and we are driven to be liked we're driven to be in in some sort of connection with each other yeah and when we haven't got that we might look to something else to help us feel better yeah and that something else could be something that you end up then being stuck with 
which mm. would be potentially an addiction. And, and is this how this this sort of transfers into relationships, Alison? Because, you know, there's, there's lots of, 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 as you say, there's lots of stuff out there right now, um, you know, relationship experts and this and that, and talking about all sorts of, you know, traits of people and, 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 and personality disorders and all these sorts of things. But is this where this becomes the cycle for people who get stuck in a destructive relationship is is it because they're almost getting are they getting a dopamine hit from 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 what's happening around them is that is that is that fair to 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 state that or or what what's your what's your professional sort of view on that okay so my take on this it's more than my take this is this is what i live by we all innately want to be loved and it comes from from the day that we popped out of our mums. If depending on, and it isn't even depending on, but I think we'll say it like that, depending on what your experience was, so basically how you were shown how to love yourself, Mm. and that comes from the people that were around you. And if they didn't do that, and again, no judgment, but if they didn't know how to do that or they didn't take their time to do that or they weren't told, they don't demonstrously say you're loved, I love you as a parent and mm. things, then quite often that that behaviour and the, that set of patterns that we create or are created with us become the pattern for life later in life. So this need for love becomes almost addictive. And when we then start to put ourselves in situations that aren't actually right for us, but we feel like it's ticking the box of the dopamine hit, you're getting that feeling, then you'll you'll go for that feeling. So you almost put up with things that are not right for you, that are sometimes not right. When you're there, because there's a self-esteem issue potentially, and again, it's difficult to generalise, but potentially there's likely to be a, gen, a, a self-esteem issue when you are putting yourself in destructive situations. You're looking for the love. Sometimes then you might attract somebody who is quite dominant or, or quite problematic themselves. So consequently, they then start to tell you, well, you're not that good and no one else will have you. And, and we start to get into this kind of really toxic relationships, which don't serve anyone Wow! at all. Wow. There you go. Thank you for sharing that. That is so powerful. Um, and of course, you know, you spoke about, you know, you, you were involved with, with, with people who had uh, drug and alcohol abuse, uh, domestic violence, you know, you, but, but also when, when we did the, when we did the, um, when we walked through your bio um, at the start, um, you yourself, Alison, I hope you don't mind us talking about this. Um, you yourself were in, was in, sorry, come on in, proper English, uh, was in a um, destructive relationship. Because I was in a destructive relationship with myself. Okay. So we, when we are in that space where we're not being true to ourselves, we're not having our own boundaries, we aren't clear on who we are and what we're doing, because we have a desire for love, all of us, we, we often find ourselves in different types of situations that mm. aren't necessarily right. So it might feel like you're getting into something. I mean, the, the thing that I always think is important to talk about when we talk about relationships, the way that the humans, the sort of hormones, if you like, of the humans, so that when we first meet somebody, that we could call that the sort of the love period where it's all very exciting and we can't eat and we feel sick all the time and we can't get them out of our heads and we just think the this is the one and we've all done is, it. Is that, is that where that term, sorry, is that where that term love sick comes from? Yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. So you meet somebody and you're uh, because we have an innate desire to love and to reproduce and all of the sort of chemical hormones that fly around in people's bodies, male and female, slightly different, but still the same sort of scenario. We literally think, ah, oh, this is them. So but assuming that certain bits are, are kind of right. 
<laughs> so that's normal for everybody. Okay. Now, if you start, if you don't have clear boundaries for yourself and you know what's acceptable and what's not in your world mm. and you have a very strong desire to be loved, if you start to make promises, make decisions about this person, this is him, this is her, I'm promising this and people move in with each other and get pregnant and all sorts of things go on in this early period. Then when these hormones, which last, they reckon, I don't know, I think it's sort of three months maybe, let's say, when they've all settled down, then the reality clicks into place. And then you start to see the flaws because when you've got the lovesick, you don't see the flaws. You don't see the behaviours. You don't see the things that aren't right for you. Might be okay for somebody else, but they're not right for you. They're not fulfilling because for me, a relationship needs to enhance you and your life. So people make decisions and promises and get themselves into situations early on. And it's hard not, and it's hard to not do this. I'm not pretending it's not easy. It's very difficult because of all this thing. But just staying, you know, people say, I'm just taking it slowly. I'm just taking it slowly. When you then, when all those hormones settle, then you can really start to see, is this person right for me? And am I right for them? Because yeah. it obviously has to be both ways. Yeah. Um, but often by then, you've made some of these commitments. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily mean like, a solid commitment but you've made a, like a commitment in your mind about them you've mm. you've invested time i've invested time now mm. and then behave the truth comes out mm. because we're all on our best behavior when we're in that love six period we're all ah. saying oh we're all being very amenable and of course i don't mind if you do this and of course it's fine if 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 it's like this but the reality is like no that doesn't work for me <laughs> so it's so it's it's recognizing this you know and and there's two things again I'm picking up on here Alison firstly communication right so 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 good foundations for relationship is communication right yeah. and and if somebody is in those in this 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 honeymoon period let's call it the honeymoon period yeah it's called it, that it is, it is called that. There you yeah. go. I'm, 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 not, I'm quite. I'm not bad, am I? Really. Um, so, so um, you know, uh, in this honeymoon period, what I'm hearing you say here is be observant and don't let the don't let the train go at a hundred miles an hour, so to speak, and also express and communicate because we all have different love languages, right? Yes. So, therefore, what the other person thinks is acceptable. And, you know, it might be not showing up. It might be no effort. It could, it could be a ton of stuff when you're the one doing every, everything else. You know, you're, 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 you know, whatever it is, it, it's not really relevant to, to, to what I'm trying to arrive at here. Would you say that, again, don't be afraid of having that perhaps uncomfortable conversation to say, hey, you know, just so you know, um, you know, I'm paraphrasing phrasing here, um, how you, how your, how your, what you've just said or what you just did, I feel, and putting it in a nice soft way, but having that conversation, because then you'll kind of establish a barrier and an understanding for each other. And then if that person says, well, screw you, that's who I am. Adios. See you later. Adios. See you later. Exactly. But remember in that period where we're all being on our best behavior and we're all, not letting our insecurities come out. We're all being so <laughs> flexible and everything's great. And of course, I don't mind if that goes on. The, the reality is that it's not real. It's not real. So people will trigger your old stuff. People will trigger your insecurities. Everybody that we meet triggers different stuff. We learn different things from different people about ourselves. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? I'm just, uh, is this like similar to when, you know, that cliche saying, oh, you don't know anyone until you travel with them, live with them, or, or there's another one, isn't there? Um, you, know, and I, I, you know, we've all been there, haven't we? We've been away with our mates or our family 
and you're like, Jesus, is that how they behave? You know, when you get, you know, when you, start, exactly. you, know, when you spend, when you spend a, a, an inordinate amount of time with them, you can be really good friends for for a long period of time, uh, and because you because you're not in each other's pockets, right? Yeah. Is, is that a similar yeah, thing? similar. Because we are all different. And I think, you know, we're not meant to be able to live with hundreds of people. We're, you know, there is, you find, <laughs> if you do find the, 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 the odd one that can be, because for me, true, uh, you know, if we're talking about sort of having a, a healthy, successful relationship, two people individually need to have enough of their own safety, ability to be able to connect with their own happiness ability to be to be okay within themselves so both people need to be able to do that and then together they yes. work yes. together with yeah. their differences yeah with their strengths and weaknesses mm. they le- they learn to be kind of flexible with one another now what i see people do is they're not okay in their own skin they then get in a relationship where they're hoping that that's going to make them feel great and then the reality is it doesn't. Yeah. So we, yeah. we're in this cycle then of being with somebody yeah. who isn't lighting us up, who yeah. we can't communicate. You're absolutely yeah. right. We do need to be able to speak our truth. But if you put up with... So the other thing that goes on in early relationships, which is where often the root of the problems are, is that people start to do things like... So insecurities can be a massive issue because... You might have stopped seeing your friends. You might have seen them more times in the week because you want to, because it's so exciting and you feel like you can't be, you can't literally live without them. But then you've set a precedence. And that's something that kind of I realised the hard way was I was, you know, the reason why my relationship was destructive was because they were insecure And at first I was not doing, I was going along with them all the time and I wasn't doing things. And then of course post the period where I was like, oh no, hang on, I'm my own person and I want to see my friends and I want to do things. That was then a massive problem. Mm. And, it, yeah. and that became difficult then for me. Yeah, I, 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 I really, you know, really curious over this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay here for a while because, you know, it's, 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 it's also coming back to your point there. And again, very, very easy to say this, but when we go into that love bubble that that honeymoon period sense goes out the window often um but but, you know i I love that point you made of in your experience where you've seen successful relationships it's where two people have their autonomy and their own identity but they are and they're respectful of that with each other but they they then when they come together it's like putting two candles together, isn't it? Two two flames. I don't know if you've ever, ever seen this done, but if you put two flames of, of two two separate candles together, the flame becomes a lot bigger rather than them rather than them just on their own. So there's a nice little metaphor. In other words, when we come together as a couple in a relationship, we should enhance one another even greater. Yes, but if you haven't got that for yourself then you are going to keep moving around then, looking, you, are, then you are going to keep struggling yeah. and possibly going in the wrong place I mean I think you know one of the things that I often talk about is when you are being really true to yourself and you really know yourself well yeah technically the market for for you and a relationship should be shrunk down to hardly anything yeah yeah yeah. Because we are all so unique. You know, what what one person, what's right for one person is so wrong for the next. And for me, you know, the I know you've got a, a range of ages listening in and for, for you 20-year-olds, you know, you need to go and still just do your thing and learn some of this stuff that we're talking about here because you do have to go and do it for yourself. You know, you yeah. can't, you have to. But I think, you know, you often hear people say, don't you, the, the older I get, the more choosy I get, the older I get, the the more kind of what I know, what I want. And that's because you're probably more tuned into who you really mm. are and what kind of things. And it's so important mm. to do to do that. Mm. Yeah, and and I think I think also you know let, let let's just explore this if we can for a, for a second, Alison, without going down a rabbit hole. But you know, single people now, 
what you know, it, 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 and 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 I and I'm you know I'm 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 part of this. So I'm speaking firsthand, you you upload a dating app, right? And you're looking. There's not much else you can do, really, in as much as it's a it's a very um, superficial decision you're making. You know, to to frame one of those apps, you know, um, swipe left, swipe right. Well, when you're swiping left, you're saying no. When you're swiping right, you're saying yes. But how are you basing that decision? Now, you might have criteria like, well, they've got to be within a certain distance. You know, they've got to be a certain age. You know, I want them with their children growing up. I want a brunette. I want brown eyes, you know, whatever it might be. So, So, yes, you can do that really, really quickly. But you don't know. Of course you don't. You know nothing about that person. And then you've got to start to form this, you know, and uh, what's your view on the way that, that this is? I look at again, again for those for those just listening to this. If if Alison could have banged her head on the desk, I think she would have uh, because her head's dropped. She's <laughs> rolled rolled her eyes slightly. And look, let's just clear this straight out the air because there are my my listeners go. Uh, Right from eighteen up to up to to, to sixty plus, um, massive age range, equal, equal men and women, uh, all different demographics, forty eight countries around the world. But there's a there's a very very simple thing here that that I think I'm going to hear from Alison. But but you know we are not saying we're dinosaurs and 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 therefore you know that's a load of shit. All of that online dating, you know, because we didn't do it that way. We're not about to say that, are we, Alison? No, but absolutely not. I mean, obviously, with the way technology and the way things are, you know, you've these apps, you've got an opportunity to potentially meet somebody that you would never, ever bump into. And there are success stories. And there There really are. I've got friends. Loads and loads of success stories. So we're not saying, again, you know, in case anybody wants to point a finger at me and say, Ian or, or, or one of those companies, try and come at me. We are not saying... They're, they're a waste of time. We are saying they're they're good, and lots of people have met people. Uh, in fact, you know, you, sometimes you would never have met that person without without. Well, that. that's what that's my point. Is I know I'm well aware that you know it gives us an opportunity to open a lot more doors potentially. But I think the problem for me that I well, see. I, I, a I was just going to say, what's your cautionary note? What's your yeah, advice? My here, cautionary Alison? note here would be, for me, it is about. Being true to yourself when, you know, trusting things. So, you know, there are, while they're great and, you know, they're a bit, they're a bit like the job scene, you know, yet back in the day, you'd have to go to the job centre and look at the cards. <laughs> now they're all on the internet. So we know it's, it's great because it opens up a huge place. But people are in that space almost like sale they're selling themselves and and for me it's that truth isn't it how people can lie people can say things that are not true you can put up false false images catfishing 100 you know, you know, lie about lie about their age um you know, their circumstance you know there's people yeah. out, there's people out there that are married people that are, that, are, that are looking for a little bit of extracurricular activity let's say nice yeah, way of saying exactly. it you know nice yeah. way of saying it in, no. other words, in other words a shag uh, yeah. you know so you know and 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 there's people that are deceitful uh, there's people that are, that, that are lying about who they are false identities everything uh, and and you know I had uh, Cecilie Fellhoy on on this show from um, the, the uh, infamous series on uh, documentary on Netflix, um, Tinder Swindler, you know, and for, for Cecilie, she was hoodwinked beyond belief, you know, mm. and this guy, this guy's, this guy's online image was fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. So we, so we know that that can go on. I, for me, I think that if you're going to do it online dating, and again, I'm not saying it because I, uh, from, an, from any experience, because I didn't do it. If you're going to do it, have fun. That's what that would be with everything I've learned is just try and have fun. Don't try and see it as I'm looking for my dream person. Because if you just go into it, trusting yourself and just to have fun, then maybe you might meet somebody else. But I think what ends up happening is people have such high expectations Mm. and then they're meeting a lot of people and it's not working out and that can affect your self-esteem and then you start to question is it me i'm not good enough people don't like me and it's not that it's just that the the 
the the uh, the people haven't been aligned yet. So for me, it's about if you're going to do it. That's what I would say to any of my friends or anybody who does it. Do it and have fun, wholeheartedly just have fun. Get curious, ask questions, stay in that space. Because otherwise, I think you 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 will, you'll get trapped in this idea that I can't find anyone. And I think that's the that then affects how you yes. see yourself. Yes, yes, and it's uh, not that, yeah. you know. And, and the chances no. are if you put it out there, you you know, you might meet somebody who is literally in the the real space with you. Yeah. That's a beautiful way of putting that. And, you know, and, and, and you know, let, let's, let's just remind ourselves, right? There's someone for everyone. There really is. And you just don't know where they are. Uh, but for me, you have to stay safe. Stay if you're going to do dating, even if you do dating in real, no, not, not internet dating, you know, you've got to stay safe with yourselves. We, we are quite, we are quite vulnerable really as humans because of the mm. way we want mm. to be liked who want to be you know and if society says of course the other thing we could flip this on its head of course society says that you know we, to be successful you be in a relationship well I, I don't think that's true I genuinely don't think I, that's true I, I listened uh, to um, some uh, motivational stuff recently and I think it was Les Brown I might be wrong I might be misquoting that but because there, there was a bunch of people interweaving on this 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 subject matter and you know it was saying I'm here to tell you that there are no rules so so tear it up a little bit because you know if you think that by 30 you should be in the career that's then for the rest of your life by 35 you should have met someone you should be settling down you should be having children by 40 you should be you know but 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 and it, and it just went through this this chronological thing Alison, come on you're an expert right it is bs isn't it really it really you know, is because, because just just like just like again coming back to the sports analogy some people excel at a different uh, uh, trajectory than others. So therefore, if we don't own a house by the time we're 30, so what, right? Yeah. Who, who says, really? Who says we need to? Some people don't settle in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a solid relationship until they're much later in life. So what? Some people don't find their purpose in their career straight away. So what? Mm. You know, yeah. and, and, you know... Um, yeah, I, I, th I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's very, very, again, a societal thing to a degree that we get almost pressurised, particularly females, particularly females. You know, uh, you know, oh, oh, you know, you will be careful. You're not going to be left on the shelf. You know that old cliched saying. What do you mean? Well, I'm not in a relationship. You're not in a relationship. Why, why haven't you got children? You know, you know, most people your age. You know, it's like, oh, come on. You know, exactly. We've got to just get rid of all those pressures. You know, who says who says any of these things are right? And I think the truer you are to yourself, the truer connected you'll feel, and then you hopefully project that and the right things come. I mean, that's, you know, that sounds a bit woo-woo, but I think, you know, the, the clearer you spend time. I mean, I've literally worked with people who've come to me and said, right, uh, I've, I've I've got this fella and I was with him and he's gone. He's, he said he, it's not working for me. So I want you to help me be the perfect person so he he wants me again. Well, of course, no. Not the answer, what is I it? will help you do mm. is be a good version of yourself. And if yeah. this person is right for you, yeah. they'll come back. And if he's not, then guess what? You'll be happier anyway. Yeah, I love that. I love that. In the, in the world of business coaching and things like this, you know, you're often asked to, to make individuals, you know, can, can you model them into this? Can you do it? No. What you can actually do is you can make them the best version of themselves. Yeah. That's it. And then, and then from there, they are happier. They will, more, will, more good things will come and it just changes the whole concept. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, Pradeep uh, Sagadarian, I always get his surname mixed up. He was on, he was on, he was on, he was on the uh, the podcast recently, and he says, you know, d d if you haven't got the aces in your hand, don't worry, play your twos, play your threes, you know. And and, and again, what I'm referring to here is younger young listeners, a pack of cards. <laughs> right? If you if you if you haven't got you know if you if you if you if you go to a casino or whatever, you know, I'm not. 
Jesus, be careful what you say, Arian, you know. But if you're playing cards with friends and family, um, you will be dealt cards. And, and, and of course, you know, in certain games, the ace is the, is, is the best card. What we're alluding to here is referring that to life. If you haven't got the ace card, don't worry, because often your two or three is more than adequate. I mean, for me, it's all the cards, if you're going to stick to that metaphor, or all the pieces of the jigsaw of life are all important. They all play an important part. Mm. They make up the whole thing, Uh, you know, the whole pack. They make up the whole jigsaw. They make up the whole life. And I think for me, all parts are important. And sometimes that's where people get frustrated that they are not reaching their big goals quick enough. And actually, you know, for me, it's the small things sometimes that make up that, that is more interesting. Yeah. It's interesting, Alison, because this has been a great session. And, you know, I was just referencing back to your bio and, you know, you you, you know, we we talk about what you do and I know we could talk all day about this because it's such an expansive uh, subject matter and and how you help individuals and, and, and sort of leadership teams unravel this but it all really comes back to um giving people you know the opportunity to become the best versions of themselves uh, and and also to discover self-love and inner happiness yeah because that was my experience that i i can genuinely put my hand on my heart and say that everything that i do in my work and in my life is because i get it I get how hard it is. I get how, what you have to do. And I get how possible it is. I'm living proof that you can change your inner thinking and your inner world to believe in yourself, to project what it is that's right for you to be the best version of yourself. And for me, when I can see others letting go of limiting thoughts, challenging gently challenging some of their behaviours, giving themselves permission to say no or to to go for something, to have a go, just go, just do it. Don't take yourself so seriously, just do it. Then then that's 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 for me what I bring to the table. And I do that through my work, through my podcast, through my books, through my speaking. I know it's it's amazing, you know it's it's amazing that that when we think about Alison Blackler, one person, one individual, and then I don't I want to say this in in what it really is is that when you have touched these individuals or people have read your book or they've listened to your podcast, it's that ripple, you know it's it's that it, and that must be such a beautiful thing for you, Alison, to know that you you often haven't met these people but you've made a significant change to their to them and given them you know that 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 reason to get out of bed in the morning there's nothing more rewarding for me than to hear that somebody else has made a shift in whatever it is that they're trying to achieve and i just i'm always so delighted to hear when someone messages me and says, you know, I, I said yes to this or I, I put my needs forward for this or I, I said to my boss, no, I'm not, you know, I love it. I absolutely love it. And yeah, yeah for yeah, anything, any, any little small change that, hmm. that I can have helped somebody do, or, or it's not even about me, it's about them. Anything where somebody mm. is just putting themselves first mm. or making things right for them, that's it. Where uh, I'm there. You see that that's coming back to your deep, deep empath, and 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 I, and I have to say again to help those listeners who who are just listening to this on audio, as Alison was talking through those final pieces, there, she's a bright energy anyway but she, her her smile became much broader uh you, the, 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 you know the, the the motions with her hands you know you can tell. Un, un, unquestionably, yeah. that, that is the real magical moments for Alison Blackler is when she's helping others become best, best versions of themselves. Yeah. 
And when they're doing that, it's almost when they're actually doing that, the best version of themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Because, That's where the joy is. Because, because let, let, let's just let's just you know let's just j- just make this very important point, Alison. You don't change people, really, do you? No. You you give them the tools and 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 the know how. They change themselves, right? Hundred percent. 100%. And that for me, again, is where the joy is for me, but also where the, the power is, is for people to realise that you can. Yeah, it's not always easy and there's lots of routes to it. And sometimes we have to sit with some very uncomfortable things to be able to get there, but you can change whatever you want. Yeah. And, and, and unlock your true potential. Right. Alison, I have so enjoyed this 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 session with you. This chat, you know, it always feels like a chat with my guests. You know, it's it's just a beautiful, safe place for for, for hopefully I give my my, my 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 guests a safe place to to express and explore and have a conversation, but also learn and hear about you know your journey and and everything else that you you've discussed today. I'm really really grateful for that. Um, how can people best find you? So, so the books, the the the, the website. Uh, you know, obviously, you've been featured all over media. You're an award winning business. What, what's the be- what's the best way for people to to reach you? I think probably if they're interested in sort of reading or following me, is the website, which is www two minds minds because everything is there. Okay. But obviously, Instagram or LinkedIn, you know, I'm I'm everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, if if you're listening back to that and you're like, oh, I'm driving at the moment, or I'm just out jogging, or I'm just walking the dog, or however you listen to this podcast. Uh, please um, look on my profiles because each guest I will I will give you I, I will I will you know put the um, links in for all of their their, their websites their their socials etc 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 so you'll you'll find Alison no problem or if if, you, if you're still struggling drop me a DM and I'll and I'll I'll, I'll bridge an introduction to Alison's brilliant brilliant. Uh, uh, business and, and and of course Alison Blackler herself Alison I've enjoyed it I hope you have and um, you know again loving the sweatshirt what's it saying what's, what's it saying follow, oh, follow, follow your, your heart. heart follow your heart and you can buy these from Alison's uh, uh, website as well the merchandise is fantastic sweatshirts hoodies all the rest of it with different messaging but basically just saying love yourself and uh what a, what a day for us to say this Alison. it's valentine's day just in case you didn't catch any of that at the start of this or just in case you you're listening and you're thinking oh it was 14th of feb oh should have got a card yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it because again something which I, I i like to say is if it just takes one day of the year to express your love to those around you you maybe need to think again Again, because you should be saying to those people who are special to you, I love you all the time. You should be getting them little gifts, little cards. You should be giving them a hug if you can't afford a card and a gift or just a little kiss on the cheek and or a cheeky squeeze of the bum maybe. I don't know, whatever it might be. But, um, you know... Um, those that are close to us, share it all the time. Don't wait for one day of the year, please. And also, self-love could be 365 days of the year, not just one for Valentine's. So I'm promoting that. What a way to end the show. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Thank you, Alison. And uh, I have no doubt that our, our, our worlds will continue to be connected. I hope so anyway. Thank you so much for having me. I think you'll agree. That was quite a story. Join me again for next week's episode of Ian Beaton's So What's Your Story? If you enjoyed this episode, it meant something to you, or maybe you think a friend or a loved one might like to listen to it too, go ahead and share it with them. Remember, if you have a story you'd like to share, or perhaps you know someone who does, I invite you to join me on my podcast. I can be contacted by email, web, or social. Thank you. You've just listened to So What's Your Story?